Hello and welcome to Lifestyle with Sylvia. When life changes unexpectedly, it can be hard, but it forces us to grow and learn a lot in the process. This is my journey from divorce into a new life. Today, I'm talking about the importance of having a support group. We all know we are social creatures, and especially during times of crisis, we need support. A shoulder to cry on, someone to listen to us, to give us advice, to make us see reason when we don't, to agree with us and reassure us, or just someone to help us take our minds off whatever it's consuming us and help us think of different things, make us laugh. Having people you can rely on, people you know you can reach out to is so important. It makes us feel we are not alone. We're never really alone, but when we feel we're in the dark, we can't see that clearly and many, many times we feel like we're alone. So having a support group is important, but we have to choose well. If we surround ourselves with the wrong people, toxic people, we might end up worse than if we were really alone. So we need to know who our support group is, so we know exactly what we can expect from each of them. Sometimes, a person that can be great to talk to and really uplifting can be really bad with children, so don't ask them to babysit. Or there's that someone who is great at taking care of children or great at making us laugh, but gives really bad advice. Each person has his or her own characteristics and for our own good, it helps if we know what kind of situation do we reach out to person A, B or C. For me, it was hard to organize my support group at first. When bad news suddenly hit us, we immediately turned to our lifelong friends and family. I was so far away from my home country that even though I managed to still rely on my best friends to talk to very often, it was always through video chat. And although it was good to be able to share with them, they were not here in person to give me that hug or to go out and spend time with me or, you know, help me take my mind off things. They were back in Europe, had their jobs, their families. We were in different time zones. It complicated things a bit, but I knew that I needed to reach out. I felt so lost and so vulnerable that I felt I couldn't do it. So instead of waiting for people to offer their support, to many of them, I said the words, I need your support now, be there for me. I feel very grateful for the people in my life. I've said this many times, I know, and I will never get tired of saying it because it's so true. My ex's family were there 100%, visiting, helping with the girls, the house chores, inviting me to their homes, taking me out, making me feel that I was a part of their family and that they loved me as if they were my own family. The few friends I have here, they were also amazing. They would go out of their way to be there for me every time I needed them to. Some would feel my pain and they would tell me what they would do or say if they were me. And I had to be very mindful not to let some of these remarks add wood to a fire that needed to be extinguished. Others wanted so badly for everything to work itself out and for things to go back to the way they were before that they would inadvertently give me false hope that would only bring me frustration. Still, I knew their heart was in the right place and just knowing that I could count on them made a huge difference in the way I managed to navigate through the storm. However, as I mentioned before, I was on the ship 
going through a storm. I was vulnerable, but was still the captain of the ship, so it was my responsibility to manage those around me. Being in such a vulnerable emotional state did not make that task easy, but if I had just laid back and let others take the lead of my life, there was a huge risk that I would end up somewhere that was not me. I kept reminding myself that I was the captain of that ship. I needed help, yes, but I was the one making the decisions of what advice I would agree with and act upon and what I should ignore. I had to balance my heart, my mind and my emotions. And this is hard, especially at a time when we are emotionally vulnerable. So in order to cope, it was crucial that every day I had some time alone, processing my thoughts and my emotions and believing that everything passes and that this would also be over. During that phase, each day was different. Some days I felt like I was at the bottom of the well with no energy at all and feeling like I wouldn't be able to make it. These were the moments that I would reach out to someone to cry, get everything out of my chest, or just get distracted and think of other things. Other days I felt stronger, and this increase in my energy was enough to make me feel that I could do anything and that the worst was over. I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. I would use this boost of energy to feel happy and believe even harder that everything would be okay. These good days were the fuel to go through the bad ones, and having people to share these good moments made them even more worthwhile. And good moments. Good moments is important when you're going through a storm, I think. And I will talk more about good moments during hard times on the next episode. And this is all for now. I'm looking forward to being with you next week with Lifestyle with Sylvia. And in the meantime, if you have enjoyed this episode, please share. Any comments, please write to lifestylewithsylvia at gmail.com. Take care.